Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. I'm Ada Limon, and this is The Slowdown. As a child, I believed everything anyone told me, as long as it was a good story. If it was something that delighted me or frightened me or seemed to have a purpose to its narrative, then I was all in. There wasn't much of a difference between Aesop's fable and my mother telling me about a weasel killing the chickens we kept in the backyard. All stories seemed equally connected and equally true, equally important. Up until recently, I believed what I once heard that peonies, one of my favorite flowers, actually required ants to bloom. I thought they tickled the petals open, and I imagined their little feet doing the work of slowly opening those tightly packed petals until, voila, the flower was open and symbiotic relationships all made sense. But it turns out that's not entirely true. Ants do feast on the nectar of peonies, and ants do protect peonies from aphids, so the relationship is mutually beneficial. But the flowers do not require ants to open them. Now, I miss that myth. I miss it because I am always looking for examples of how species are all intertwined. How we need one another to survive in this world. A few days ago, a friend told me that Spanish moss, a moss I love, the way it droops down over the water oaks like mint-colored lace draping the world in a gauzy, dappled light, was actually killing the trees. But this myth is gratefully not true. We investigated further And it turns out Spanish moss gets no nutrients from the trees, but rather takes the moisture and sunlight out of the air. It's also not a moss. It's a bromeliad. It's also not Spanish, but native to the U.S. and Mexico and South America. I like that I can still love Spanish moss and can still think of those beautiful fabric-like threads floating through the canopy as benevolent. I want all the good myths to be true, because I want to believe in wonder. Today's poem examines another myth in the natural world, and in doing so, asks what it is we believe in, and why. Hoopsnake by Rebecca Wee Any of several snakes, such as the mud snake, said to grasp the tail in the mouth and move with a rolling, hoop-like motion. American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language. The second time we met, he told me about the hoop snake, temporal, exquisite, a godless man, so I listened. We weren't sure, though, 
if it could be true, a snake that takes its tail in its mouth then rolls through the world. But there are reasons to believe in God, and this seems a good one. We brought wine to the porch, spoke of piety, marriage, devotion assumed for reasons that could not sustain it. While lightning took apart the sky, the fields leapt up the stream's muddy luster, its sinuous length, liminal, lush, the grass black, the unheard melodies and those that catch the leaves beginning to fret. I don't remember now what he said, his eyes revising that dark. After he left, I walked through the grass, the rain, asked, how do things work? We are after something miraculous. We open our mouths. We believe. We turn at times. We gather speed. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at slowdownshow. The Slowdown is written by me, Ada Limon. It is produced by Micah Kielbon. Our music is by Hannes Brown. Engineering by Alex Simpson. Production help by Susanna Sharpless, James Napoli, and Sarah Kaplan. Our executive producer and editor is Beth Perlman. Our executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.